0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I want to hear scary. cannons. Out to a ball to the five, touchdown Tampa Bay. My, Evans does it again. Fire the cannons, Bucks. It's first and goal. That's not done. That's picked up, and who else? Barber. Tampa Bay Buccaneers may ride to the Super Bowl with that one. Third down, 18. Dropping in and
1: looking down, and looking down, Goes
0: up with it. And it's the shot. Derek Brooks 30. Bucs to the 29th. He's good. Derrick Bucs the way. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And there's a cannon. Fire him. Keep, yeah. Keep on firing him. Keep on firing him.
1: Hello and welcome back, Bucks fans, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast live on YouTube today. I'm your host, as always, Rick Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host from bucksnation.com, Evan Wanish. Live on YouTube today to discuss some, I guess, breaking news. It's, it's kind of a nothing burger, but it's one of those off-season developments that I think is going to be important in discussing the blueprint for what this Buccaneers offseason is going to look like. So there was a report that floated around the internet this morning from Jordan Schultz. And it said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a soft deadline today to get an extension done with pro bowl wide receiver, Mike Evans, but both sides remain far apart. Tampa Bay is set to take on a $7.4 million, uh, $7.4 million in dead money for 2024 by not getting a deal done today. Now, this a direct quote from Greg Allman as well, just to follow up the expiring contracts for the expiring contracts for both Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield will void today, leaving a combined 14.5 million dollars in dead money, counting against the Bucks in the 2024 salary cap. Signing new deals with either of those guys would have kept some of that dead money in future seasons. But this move was expected. Also, just an update on the dead cap situation as well. Antoine Winfield's expiring contract also has its void years void today as well. The Bucks converted $2 million in base salary to a bonus last year to create cap space, so he will now count $1.6 million against 2024 cap in dead money. Even if he re-signs later with Mayfield and Evans, that is a combined $16.1 million in dead money. Evan, we are here today to mostly talk about the Mike Evans thing. We've also got some coaching updates for you guys. We'll get to that here in a second. But this is almost par for the course, right? I, I think the 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 idea that Mike Evans was going to ultimately hit free agency, see what teams were ready to offer them, and then report back to Tampa Bay to see if they could match that offer, this is just kind of one of those things setting that in motion that a lot of us knew was going to be coming at some point. Yeah, yeah
0: um... I do think and and look George Schultz is a good reporter uh he does good work I don't you know doubt his his reporting at all right I, I don't I don't doubt that but um I will say that uh I, I do think, the wording uh is is what's throwing a little people uh off uh and, and I think that's what's getting people a little worried uh the the far apart just you know that wording right Diana Rossini, I actually think had a really good tweet on the situation and I think sort of provides a little bit more context and I think it's sort of I, I would like to use a different word other than accurate but I'm gonna use a little bit more accurate for. What the situation is, she said, today is the day that could save the Bucks some money by re-signing all pro-wires here, Mike Evans. However, that deal won't happen today. Look for the two sides to to continue to negotiate in good faith as they work towards the start of free agency. Sounds a lot different, right? That, that sounds a lot different than what Jordan Schultz said um so you know, I I would trust uh, Diana Rossini there, and I mean you know trust Jordan Schultz as well. But I, I just I'm not sure if they're far apart. I just think that's maybe a little bit of poor wording there. But again, you know, I'm sure he might have heard that from somewhere. But uh, there was clearly you know some some pushback there. I will say for fans that are you know a little bit upset that they didn't get a deal done today or you know not going to why. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. It, well, it's kind of it's kind of on you if you expected them to get a deal done. Because here's the thing, right? T- today, right? When is the when is can you name another time where a top free agent? Because Mike Evans, he's not probably not going to be the top top guy, but he's going to be a top guy in this free agency class. When is the last time you saw a top free agent sign three weeks before the market even opened? It just it, it doesn't have – We haven't even hit the combine yet. It just it, it doesn't happen. So while yes, technically they could have saved some money, which by the way, I believe it would have gone on to 2025. So it just it would have saved some cap for this year, not for next you know, you that dead money still dead money, it still has to go somewhere. So um it would have just affect it this year. I don't think it's that big of a deal because like you said to to open the show, like it's kind of a nothing burger because the the expectation wasn't that, oh, they're going to get a deal done on February 19th because that's when, you know, like, no, like that wasn't really the expectation. So uh, I wouldn't really worry yet. And I do know that there's going to be a lot of Bucks fans that are nervous, right? And there's going to be, it's going to be a nervous three or four weeks here because, you know, even though like I, I, I still and you actually asked me uh, if you thought before the show, you asked me whether I thought Mike Evans would return to Tampa or not. And I said, well, wait a minute. You know, I, I, I still do think that Mike Evans is most likely return to Tampa Bay. Actually, somebody this morning asked me, can you give me a percentage uh, on, you know, what you think? And I said 65 percent, which I think is pretty fair. Um, so I, I still am leaning towards him returning to Tampa Bay, but he's also probably going to hit the open market. Like he probably is. The Bucks did this with Levante David. He hit the open market. Jamel Dean hit the open market. Carlton Davis hit the open market. Shaq Barrett hit the open market, and they've all returned to Tampa Bay. Even lesser guys, Nadaman Kinsu hit the open market, returned to Tampa Bay. Leonard Fournette hit the open market. Jason Pierre-Paul hit the open market. They all returned to Tampa Bay. So this isn't the first time that the Buccaneers, you know, have technically done this. Technically, they let Rock Ronkowski in 2021 hit the open market. So like it's not it's not something to where the Buccaneers aren't used to this, right? They have a system, they have a way of doing things, and I'm sure they would love to get a deal done with Mike Evans right now, but it sort of behooves Mike Evans. And I'm sure Mike Evans' agent is saying the same exact thing right now. Why would you're this close to free agency? Why would you sign a deal right now? And unless the Buccaneers are overpaying for you, where you're like, oh, like you're definitely not going to get a better, better deal, right? Unless the Bucks are overpaying, which, you know, that's possible. But again, why would Mike Evans sign before free agency? But why would the Bucks overpay right now? You know, here's the scenario, and I, and I don't mean to ramble on here, but let's say Mike Evans hits the open market. And the offers aren't really what he thinks, right? Like, they're, they're strong offers, but they're not necessarily what he thought he might get six, seven months ago, right? The Buccaneers might have just played them, played themselves by signing him, you know, now for an extra five, six, seven million dollars a year when they could could potentially, let's say it's 30 million, right? Let's say that's the number. Let's say Mike Evans goes to free NC. Nobody offers him thirty million. Like that—that's possible. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a great wide receiver. He's also going to be thirty-one years old, right? It's it's no, a lot it's of money. Fa-
1: it's, it's fair. It's fair. And and one of the, I think one of the forms that you can see a lot of this mindset in action is when they just poll casual NFL fans. I saw a tweet today that said, "Hey, if you could sign Mike Evans to your team right now as a wide receiver, one, but it had to be for." I think three years, $28 million guaranteed. Would you do it? And a majority of people said no because of the fact that he is 31 years old. Now, I am, at the end of the day, I'm a Bucs fan. I have rose-colored glasses on when I talk about Mike Evans and I look back at what he's been able to do throughout his career. But as a Bucs fan, and as it stands right now, the guy being the best offensive player in the history of the franchise, I don't have a problem paying him. Uh, what he wants. Now, $30 million guaranteed is, is a lot of money for a wide receiver that old. So I can understand why a lot of these teams who aren't as needy at the wide receiver position would be a little hesitant. But we'll talk about that a, a little bit later. Um, I do want to remind people we are taking calls on the topic and any other bucks take you may have. 305-224-1968. The meeting ID for this week is eight two two eight three three two eight five zero. Well, Fine. the other thing is, this won't be the last time we talk about this. So, like, no, 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 no. we're going to circle. Last, the,
0: this is the, this isn't the last show even oh, that we're yeah. going to do before free agency. So, we are going to be talking about this a lot the next, <laughs> the next, the next two or three shows will probably be mostly
1: about free agency. So. I'd say a month. I- I'd say a month. Yeah. I mean, free agency starts what March fourteenth. I right around there. The, the legal tampering period, I think, is March fourteenth. Yeah. Okay. Which,
0: so legal tampering.
1: Yeah. Yellow. Between now and then, I don't think we're going to get a solid answer about Mike Evans' future as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I think we'll get the confirmation uh, that he is going to hit free agency, and maybe we'll hear what his ballpark price is a little bit closer by then. But I don't think we're going to hear much more about it. But yeah, we will we will touch on this topic again before we end the show. But Evan, we do have some other headlines that we need to discuss. Tampa Bay Buccaneers had some coaching hires over the last couple of weeks. We haven't talked to you guys, but... Uh, On the offensive side of the ball, Liam Cohen already making some moves to secure his staff. Yeah, yeah, he has. Obviously, you know, since we last talked, well, since we last talked, the Buccaneers have actually had a few departures.
0: Um, Harold Goodwin, Joe Gilbert uh, left for Carolina, actually, you know, to join uh, Dave Canales in in Carolina there. So um, the Buccaneers had a a few more coaching, you know, vacancies to fill keith armstrong actually retired so then just instead of an offensive coordinator they had Oh, and brad Idzek obviously went to carolina to be their offensive coordinator so they had a wide receivers coach to fill they had a special teams coordinator to fill they had an offensive line coach to fill they had a lot a lot of things um so yeah i do think that um there was a lot more, I think, than maybe the Bucks expected. Uh, but again, uh, you know, that's kinda you know what happens there. But um they have hired uh Brian Pachucci uh as the Buc- as the assistant offensive line coach. So there's there's one higher there. And then the, I think the big one, and it's not I mean big, it's a wide receivers coach, but um Georgia's uh wide receivers coach and pass game coordinator Brian McClendon. Uh, joining the Bucks as their wide receivers coach, so um, he's a guy who has only been in the college ranks. He's never been in the NFL, uh, but he is uh, you know highly regarded. So uh, we know, you know Georgia has had a great football team the last few years. So uh, you know uh, hopefully he can uh, he can come in and make an impact. But uh, you know, again, it's a wide receivers coach, but uh, the Buccaneers are you know filling out that staff pretty nicely.
1: I will say one of the exciting prospects of some of these college guys is just the connections they have. I mean, you talked about him being on the Georgia coaching staff, and they've obviously been what they've been. So the connections that he has with some of these guys who are going into the draft, I think that's a fun idea for fans to toss around like, oh, uh, what's the name of that little skinny white receiver who plays for Georgia? Uh, McConkney. Uh, yeah, Lab McConkney. yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, he's a guy who's probably going to be mentioned thousands of times between now and the draft solely because of that hire, right? People are going to throw that name around and say, "Oh, well, maybe, maybe you know, we can we can lure someone like that in uh, to go play for one of his former position coaches." You never know.
0: Here's here's the thing, and I'm seeing a lot of stuff in the chat here. Okay, like I'm seeing a, a lot of stuff in the chat about, um, no, he deserves his money. Deserves his money. I- I'm not denying that at all, right? I I 100 agree that Mike Evans deserves money. We're acting like Mike Evans is is going to get peanuts. He's going to get paid, like whether it's by the by the Bucks or somebody else, he's going to get paid regardless. Like it, it's not like the Bucks are sitting here offering 10 million dollars to him. You know, it's they're offering a it's a big deal, right? Like it, it is. If I had to guess, the Buccaneers are probably in the range of. 20 to 23 right now okay 20 to 23 million and mike evans is probably more in like the 27 to 30 million that's what i would guess what does that mean means i i think they're probably going to be able to settle around 25 million dollars you know and, and i don't know that for sure that's not sourced or anything but it's just you know what i what i think you know could happen um I do think Mike Evans is going to return, but he's also going to hit the open market. It's just sort of how it is. And like I said, it at this point, it, it does not make any sense for Mike Evans to not hit the open market. He, he's made it this far. Uh, Luke Easterling actually has had, and I don't mean to bring up you know all these tweets, but it's like they're really good. <laughs> Luke Easterling, uh, somebody asked him, said, this is why the Bucs should re-sign him now. Okay. We recently said it's not that simple. I'm sure Mike's agent is well aware that a team like Houston might hand him a massive deal and w- would therefore make the Bucks well aware of it too. TB can't afford to bid against themselves now instead of waiting to see what his actual market will be. Comes back to the thing of what I'm saying. If the Bucks are just here, you know, they have no idea what his market is. They could be paying well above market value right now. They don't know what other teams are planning to offer Mike Evans. And by the way, I also, I, the market for Mike Evans is going to be pretty specific to me. It's not like a T. Higgins, right? I think teams like the Titans, the Panthers, I mean, the Bengals will obviously have interest in resigning him. Uh, T. Higgins is one guy. To me, Mike Evans is a very unique situation because he's 31 years old, right? He has his Super Bowl ring. He He's made a ton of money in his career, right? Now, not only he wants to make money, but also he wants to go a shot, you know, a chance to win, right? A place where he feels he has an opportunity to win. So that's why that cuts it down, right? And Biz it cuts it down, the, well, the best teams in the NFL are usually the ones with not a ton of the cap space because they have to pay good players. So that cuts it down even further. So I think when you're looking at suitors, I think you're looking at three, okay, obviously Tampa Bay. Right, Tampa Bay is gonna be one of them. Uh, like I said, I still think the most likely destination, I want to make that clear on this podcast. Okay, I still think and I'm you know, I think Rhett feels the same way. Like, yeah, you know, the most likely destination is Tampa Bay for for Mike Evans. Number two is the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously. But again, they might have cap issues, you know. Uh if they want to re-sign Chris Jones, obviously a big piece of their defense. Legarius Sneeds also a free agent, another big piece of their defense. So like are they going to devote that much money to to Mike Evans? I don't know. I I think the big the one that most fans are worried about, and I get it, I get this completely. It's Houston, right? Because Houston has the cash base. Mike Evans is from the Houston area, and they got a damn good quarterback. You know, like like you know, he's an up and coming quarterback. One offensive rookie of the year looks to be the next star quarterback in this league, and. The is pretty good. Now, I mean, will they win a Super Bowl next year? Maybe not, but we've we've seen crazier things happen, you know? Um, so I think Houston could be one where if you're looking at it and he hits the open market and Houston's like, we want to get Mike Evans at all costs, that one is where, you know, and, but again, you know, my, let's say Mike Evans receives the offer from Houston, right? I don't think Mike Evans is going to say, all right, yep, sign me up. I think he's going to take that offer. He's going to come back to Tampa Bay and say, can you match this, right? I think he's going to give him that courtesy uh, because, you know, there's a team that drafted them. He's a loyalty to them. Um, He, you know, re-signed with them on multiple occasions, has taken pay cuts, has taken restructures, Um, you know, and also a lot of people actually hasn't taken many pay cuts because – Restructure isn't a, a pay cut. You're still getting your money just in a different form. So I I do think that Mike Evans will, whatever contract he receives, he will come back to the Buccaneers and say, here's what I got offered. Like, like, here is what we got offered. What do you want to do with it? And the Bucs will have a decision. They can either match it, they can go a little bit higher, or they can say, you know what, Mike, we, we can't do that. So I, I, I also do think, like, the
1: Buccaneers are going to have the final say in whether Mike Evans stays or goes you're one of the first people I've heard mention Kansas city only because when I think of the situation that they are in, they're a team that just won a super bowl going to try and bring some of those pieces back. And of course you've got probably priority number one for them being Chris Jones and just the market for an interior D lineman that plays the way he does being one of the best in the NFL. That's going to be tough. So in my mind, I just see two teams. Really? I see Tampa and I see Houston. You talked about the specific situation that Mike Evans is in and that is Helps Tampa. That bodes well for their chances of re-signing him because I think it's delusional when I see pictures of him in like a, a Washington uniform or a Panthers uniform. Yeah, it's yeah, not going to well, happen. You think Mike Evans? At th- I've seen you say this. Do you think Mike Evans at 31 years old is going to leave the Bucs right now to go play for? The Carolina Panthers, who were the, just worst the worst team in the NFL, right? The worst team in the
0: NFL, right? Not with,
1: with a with a first year head coach. Like, I'm sure he likes Dave Canales, but that much also also much?
0: Yeah, and people are connecting. Obviously, people are connecting Mike Evans there because the Panthers need a wide receiver. They have a young quarterback. They have the gas space. And obviously, they have Dave Canales. Why are we acting like Mike Evans has been with Dave Canales his entire career? He spent one season with Dave. Mike Evans had more seasons with Byron Leftwich as an offensive coordinator than Dave Canales. Like, why are we making that strong of a of a connection based on one season? Uh, Al Bundy in the chat says Titans and Pats. They have the cast base and they want to draft the QB, so they need a wide receiver for their young QB. Which one of those teams is winning? Uh, why would Mike Evans go to either one of those teams? I just, I, I, I don't see it. So that's why I, I think. Um, You know, I I just think that the market is very unique for Mike Evans. And and a lot of people say, well, he's going to be a top free agent. He's 31. He's going to be 31. And like I said, he's probably a guy who Carolina or New England or Tennessee, if they come calling, he'll listen. But, like, he's probably not going to be looking to go there unless they massively overpay. Because I think at this point in his career, Yes, I know he already has a Super Bowl, but I think he probably wants another one or at least the best chance at another one. So I think at this point in his career, winning is going to be the top priority. Obviously, he wants to get paid, obviously. But I think winning uh, and the chance to win is going to be a, a pretty big factor in his decision.
1: Wanted to dive a little more into my personal opinion about just how I think this is going to play out. Uh, You said it already. I think the most likely scenario is that Mike Evans is back in Tampa Bay. It just feels right. Feels like that is what is supposed to happen. (laughs) Again, I am incredibly biased. But I I know it's a business. I know it's a business. But I don't know if I will personally be able to... To forgive this franchise if they just show Mike Evans the door. I mean, this guy well, I, I,
0: at this point to me, in his career. Will, will you understand it a little bit more if he signs for thirty two million a year? I guess. I, I mean, I, are you just I don't think he's going to sign for thirty two million. Are, are you just? I don't are you think are, you're just willing to have the check there and say, "Hey, Mike, our signature's on this. Write whatever you need in it." And
1: you know, I, I I'm normally not the kind of guy who's going to be upset at a player going to get his money. Like, that's not the point. I'm, I'm not upset that he wants to be paid a lot of money. And I also understand that the bucks are oh, in a little no. bit of no, a, no. I, I also understand that the bucks are in a little bit of a spending crunch, but I just think they owe it to him. Like I, 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 know it sounds ridiculous and I know at the end of the day, that's not how it works, which is why this is the fan in me speaking out about this particular topic. And that's also why I saved it for the second half of the podcast. But yeah, I think personally, it, I think personally, being a Super Bowl champion with the franchise that drafted him, not a lot of Bucks get that opportunity. A lot of the new age guys have, and that's awesome. But Mike Evans, like he's seen it all. He has had the full Buccaneer experience. His rookie season, they went 2-14. Um, he won a Super Bowl with the team. He is statistically a leader in pretty much every single receiving category the Bucks have. He is without, like undisputedly... He is the best offensive player in franchise history. I know people are going to nickel and dime about Tom Brady, but those are casuals. I don't need to hear it from those uh,
0: people. Brady played three seasons. It, like, that's what it I'm just, saying. You know, Brady, sure, offensive player overall. Sure, it's Brady, but you like know, in the Buccaneers Jason uniform. Jason no. Also, Also, it, it's not.
1: Mike Evans, you say offensive player. Mike Evans is close to being the best player, period. Yeah, yeah maybe top five all-time. Top five all-time. I, you know, when I when I toss around a lot of those top five bucks of all time, I think about Derek Brooks. I think about Leroy Selman. I think about Rondé Barber. Me personally, Sap is I, I would put Mike Evans above Warren Sapp. I know Warren Sapp was super dominant at his position. And I think something that helps him is that, you know, there were a couple of years where he was the most dominant defensive tackle in the NFL. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever been a stretch of Mike Evans career where we could say he was the most dominant wide receiver in the NFL but he was the most consistent so far he has played his entire career here which has been longer than the amount of time that uh, Sap spent here i just I, I really feel like this team uh, it would be a huge middle finger to what Mike Evans has done for the history of the franchise to 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 not give him what he's ultimately worth I, I don't know if it's the contract length I understand maybe it's the guaranteed money maybe it's the salary more so north of 30 is scary when you're 31. I totally get it. He's made it clear that he wants Cooper Cup money. He's not going to get that, which I think ultimately he helps the money. Bucks. But I mean, like, I I don't know what I'll come on here and say if he ends up getting paid thirty two million dollars a year. I don't think he does at the end of the day. But if we're talking about the Bucks missing out on Mike Evans because they don't want to pay him thirty million dollars a year instead of twenty six or twenty seven million dollars a year, I I think that's going to be really disappointing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think you mentioned uh, the years thing could be interesting. Uh, And that could be. I don't think Mike Evans wants to play, you know, much longer. I think he stayed at that. Like, he's not going to be this guy who's going to be playing until he's 38, 39 years old. He's not going to be like a Larry Fitzgerald, you know. Uh, But I also think, you know, yeah, what if the Bucs are looking at a, a three year deal or so, but Mike Evans is looking at like a four or five year deal? And then you're like, Man, like we're gonna be paying you thirty million dollars when you're thirty six. Like, there's a lot of wear and tear on a wide receiver's body. Like, you're already not the fastest guy, and the speed's gonna be one of the first things to go. Like, you know, we sort of saw, and I'm not saying they're a Sammy player, just build wise, they are very similar. We saw what Vincent Jackson was like towards the end of his career, right? You know, God rest his soul, but you know, he wasn't, he wasn't as effective. Wasn't as explosive. Yeah, his, yeah, he his wasn't body, as featured
1: his, of an item.
0: His body, his agility, just wasn't you know, wasn't the same. It just, it just wasn't you know. Um, so you know, we will we will definitely see. Uh, I do think Mike Evans will be back. You know, Greg Allman also had a, a very you know good tweet. Uh, replying to somebody, you know, if not, the, so the person said, if not the Bucks, the most likely destination would be Houston, home, young, talented QB, ton of cast space and a strong coaching staff. He said, uh, Greg Allman said, I tend to agree. Houston make a lot of sense for Evans for the reasons mentioned, though I still think it's more likely he stays in Tampa. So, I mean, it's, this isn't just our opinion that he's staying in Tampa. You know, Greg Allman it's Been around the Bucks beat for a long time. One of the best Bucks reporters out there. Um, you know, and and I'm not saying that's sources, that's his opinion too. That Mike Evans is probably staying in Tampa. I understand that a lot of fans are going to be nervous. I get it, right? There's going to be a lot of nervous times for Bucks fans right now, right? I had a, the same dude, I think, that asked me about the percentage said, like, I'm getting, I'm getting a little scared here. Like, I, I, I get it. Right. Because he is such an important player. He is, um, you know, such an important piece. You know, this would, this would basically be like if Tom Brady were, you know, entered free agency. Right. Um, this is basically, you know, after, like, I feel like in New England, it was sort of that time. But let's say you rewind 10 years, right? And New England fans are sitting there and Tom Brady's about to enter for agency. You're like, oh, you know, like, it's nervous times. And I get it. I completely do. And unfortunately, I don't think the Buccaneers are going to make it easy on you, because I do think that he's going to hit the open market. Um But ultimately, I I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. Now, would it shock me if he did? No, because again, when you get that open market, anything can happen. I mean, I mean, anything there could be a team that we're not even mentioning right now that is like we love Mike Evans, we need Mike Evans, you know, we are gonna get Mike Evans. And the Bucks might look at it and be like, Wow, okay, um, yeah, nothing we can really do, right? Like Got to pay, you know, Baker. Got to pay Winfield. Got to pay David. Got to pay. You also got to sign other guys too for your team, right? Um, so, I, I do think it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting conversation. Uh, I, I don't really want to get into what, and we can get into this maybe in another episode here before free agency of what the Bucks' options could be if Mike Evans were to depart. Because I would imagine, right? If Mike Evans were to leave, wide receiver, it's not number one, probably. It's probably not the number one need, but it shoots up there, right? It it definitely shoots up to a top five need. Um, I I just don't think you can go into the season with Trey Palmer as your wide receiver, too. I just don't really think you're setting yourself up for success there, as much as I like Trey Palmer. Um, But, you know, we we will see. Uh, And I I do think that... here, here's the thing that I keep coming back to, and again, I don't mean to keep rambling. All I just, you know, haven't done a pod in a while. You know, and this you know is like what? the return of our off season content. So. Yeah, got a lot to say. I get it. Ho- hopefully, you guys have enjoyed the um, the videos. By the way, uh, we're not quite done with them, and we also have a, a little surprise video that'll be out soon. Uh, it's a little bit of a break from the position reviews. So, um, but uh, you know i think a lot of people are like well the baker thing right like he wants to know what quarterback he's playing with if you, you know if baker's back you know then that'll increase the chances of mike evans being back every indication everybody that I, i've heard uh talk about it basically talked about it at, at, the, at the super bowl media thing and that super bowl media thing when well, baker was there right but there's a lot of people right a lot of insiders there that talk to each other and stuff and um you know, based on everything that that I've heard when listening to a podcast or listening to a clip or I know that hot mic thing, you know, caught Baker, it would be a surprise. It would be a pretty big surprise if Baker Mayfield was not back in Tampa Bay in 2024. So to me, that's why I keep coming back to I think Mike Evans will likely be back because people are like, well, if Baker's back, that puts the chances up even more. I'm pretty positive that Baker's going to be back. So I honestly don't even think. I think Mike Evans is going to hit the open market. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to hit the open market. Uh, That's not saying they're going to get a deal done tomorrow. Um, It still will be probably a few days before free agency, but I don't think he's even hitting the market. So uh, I think he's back. And then I think that will just increase the chances of Mike Evans.
1: I think he'll be one of the first quarterback dominoes to fall. When you look at pending free agents, guys awaiting deals, looking to get re-signed or potentially get signed elsewhere, I think it'll be one of those reports where a couple of days before the start of free agency, before the start of the legal tampering period, you'll hear something about how they have agreed to terms with Baker Mayfield and uh, he'll be set to re-sign. That's that's what I think is going to happen. But I'm glad you brought up Baker. While we are talking about contract details with Mike Evans, wanted to get your two cents on this before we wrap this thing up. Uh, Potential Baker Mayfield contract details revealed by NFL Insider. It's a little bit of a dramatic title, but it kind of gives you the gist of what we're about to read. NFL Insider Jonathan Jones broke down what a potential deal for Baker Mayfield could look like based on what he's been hearing from league sources. Of course, nothing is official, nor have the Bucks extended an offer, but when they do, Jones believes it will be somewhere in the neighborhood of three years, $75 million. It also sounds like the Bucks have the inside track to re-sign Baker something that became a common refrain during Super Bowl media week. Here is the quote. A reasonable starting point, according to league sources, would be a tick above the Geno Smith three-year deal at $75 million uh, for Seattle last year that allowed for the Seahawks out after just one season. Quote, would anyone else in the NFL be willing to pay Baker Mayfield that? Perhaps not. But he wants to be in Tampa, and the Buccaneers want him back. And that deal, according to league sources, is, quote, fair. So three year, $75 million. I feel like we've said that a whole lot here on the show. Yeah, I, I mean, towards the end of the season, when we talked about <laughs> what a contract for Baker would look like, I think that was most people's assumption was maybe a little bit north of 30 on the high end. But a lot of people expected, projected uh, a two, three-year deal worth about $25 million a year. So, so what are your thoughts on this? How do you ultimately see this shaken out?
0: Well, yeah, with that that deal, you know, potentially having an out after year one or yeah. after year two, so they're not, so they're, they're not, not saddled up, right? It's yeah. not like if things go south, because again, Baker Mayfield had a great year, but you also have to acknowledge that y- y- you don't quite know, you know, <laughs> you don't quite know. He's Baker Mayfield. The reason, one of the reasons he's in Tampa is because of some inconsistent plays. You don't quite know, um, you know. I think like is geno smith geno smith is going to be in seattle you know th- this year but will he be in seattle next year probably not like i don't think he's going to see that whole three-year deal to be honest with you so it uh, could be the case of baker mayfield could not be hopefully it's not because that means you know that if if it's not that means that baker mayfield's doing well enough but uh, i do think you know three years 75 million that's that's pretty i mean that's sort of i i think realistically you know the best case scenario for the Bucks. um I just don't – the talk of, oh, 30, he could get over 30, that made me cringe a little bit Um, because even though there could be potential outs, right, and I understand the market, the market, the market, and everybody's like, oh, well, the Daniel Jones contract. Daniel Jones got $40 Okay, just because Daniel Jones got it, that you know, that doesn't make it a good contract. Like everybody says, well, Daniel Jones got it. So Baker can get it. That doesn't make that a good contract. So like, that would be a bad deal. So I do think it's going to be a little bit above that three years, 75 million. I think it might be maybe three years, maybe like 85 million, which doing quick math here, that's a little over 28 a, a year. Um, I could see it being something like that, uh, just because, you know, cap going up and everything. So, um, but yeah, I, I do think Baker Mayfield will be back. And that deal, I think, with an out after year one or year two, it makes a lot of sense for, uh, I think, for both sides.
1: Well, just like you mentioned in the Mike Evans thing, you know the implications of the market, the market, the market. Well, at the end of the day, the market may be this, but the situation for a lot of teams is this. So when you're Baker Mayfield, who fills the role of a very specific quarterback, maybe there's not a lot of teams who are looking for that, who have the cap yeah. space to pay him North of $30 million a year. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you have to wait uh, for for push to become shove. And then you ultimately see what you're working with, which as far as Baker Mayfield's market value and uh, Mike Evans market value, as we talked about for much of the show, the Bucks just have to wait and see. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for for sure. And, you know, it's I understand like I I get I get people's um, people's want to bring Baker Baker back, but I also get people's sort of nervousness or apprehension to bring baker back yeah it's all fair because you know it's a little bit bigger than the one year four million dollar deal he signed uh this past off season you know I, I think even the the biggest you know baker hater i guess you could say or uh baker crybaby, you know you know could i say uh but um you know I, I think even like the, the not so big fans of Baker would still be like, Yeah, sure, let's do another you know one year deal for four million dollars. Like, sure. Uh so I understand why like a bigger deal for longer term uh would make people a little bit nervous, but at the end of the day, you know, that that's the market. I know people will say, Well then I would just move <laughs> on and I get it. Like I, I do get it. At the same time though, you gotta think like Todd Bowles still wants to keep his job. Jason Light still wants to keep his job. And uh, where they're picking the draft, Baker Mayfield probably still gives them the best chance to win in 2024 out of the realistic options, right? Uh, I don't think they're going to – I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to make more. Like, is Kirk Cousins an upgrade over Baker Mayfield? Sure he is. But he's also pretty old, right? He's coming off a major injury, and he's going to cost more money. So, um I think the realistic options that are out there I think Baker Mayfield probably gives you the best chance to win 2024.
1: so again going back to that market discussion just to address this in chat and then we'll uh then we'll break it down and get out of here so Al Bundy says Baker isn't going to sign for 25 million dollars in the middle of 2023 I thought Baker around 27 million but he won a playoff game he is going to demand over thirty million dollars. I think he will sign for thirty-three million dollars per year for three years, with an out after two years. Now, does this uh, just circle back? I, 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 to can the, see, I can see some. I can see something similar. Sure. Right now, does this just kind of circle back to the point we had made about? Yeah, well, the market says that he is favored to get north of thirty million dollars, but how many teams are readily able to right. give it, him north if, of thirty million dollars right now? If, if there's nobody, if nobody's offering that, right? if if there's not, and the Bucks are the only team handing him a contract worth north of twenty six million dollars a year, I mean, I, it's going to be hard for him to to take a look at you know the grass potentially being greener somewhere else, especially right. a guy and, that, and, is, that is that has lacked consistency these last couple of years and listen, don't get it twisted. Like I said it during the season. I'll say it right now. I'm still a big Baker fan. I want the guy to come back. I don't give a shit if he signs for 25 mil or if he signs for 33 mil, it's not going to affect me or my bottom line personally. Like I'd like to see him get his money. You know, Uh, I'm not afraid of the bucks investing in Baker at this stage of the game. It is what it is. I know you definitely feel a little bit differently than I do, but that's what makes good conversation on on this year podcast. Um, But I I do think you just have to look at the other quarterback needy teams and exactly how much spending money they're going to have and also what their priority list looks like. You know, there's a team like New England who has spending money and has a priority list as long as anyone else in the league. Uh, But where are they going to start? You know, where do they start with that new head coach? That's another thing, too. Well, new head well, coach. And also,
0: you know, New England has the third overall pick. I know the thought process would be uh, oh, sign Baker, and you know, you draft Martin Harrison Jr., third overall, but. I don't know. I'd probably just rather start with my franchise quarterback at number three
1: rather than sign yeah. Baker Mayfield. To be honest with you, like yeah. you know, New England uh, is I just yeah. New England was kind yeah. of a team I threw out as a random example.
0: Well, but- no, because I mean that was that was rumored because obviously they hired Alex Van Pelt as their offensive coordinator, and he was the coordinator for Baker, and um, so you know, I know it's going to be a lot of uh, divisive uh, and. Uh, Horn opinions, I guess, uh, There's going to be a lot of it's a polarizing thing, right? He's a polarizing player
1: as with any quarterback. Uh, I, I mean, the only time this fan base has ever gotten along about the quarterback was with Tom Brady, because who, who can <laughs> argue against, you know, TB12 as your starting quarterback? Not a lot of people can. Um, and even then, right when they signed
0: Brady, there was a lot that were like, he's washed. You know, there was some there like, you know, there, there was a lot of there wasn't many like middle people right it was either this is the great he's going to win mvp or it's going to be you know he's washed you know um you know and and i i get it you know there was definitely some concern there there's going to be some concern with signing baker mayfield like there is uh at the same time though um probably again like i said what is best for them to win in 2024 well, the A you like it, it's probably Baker Mayfield. Like it, it, it probably is. So that's why I I do think it's uh, probably the more most likely outcome, and then in turn that will. Um, Allow you know the Buccaneers to have a better shot at signing Mike Evans. Like I, I do think that it will, and I also think like Baker. The thing about it, like New England could be interested, Atlanta could be interested, uh, a few other teams like Minnesota. If Kirk does leave, could be interested, but uh, I, I think Baker will have a, a little bit more of a loyalty to the Bucks also because. You know, the Bucs, and he's talked about this a lot, like the Bucs gave him an opportunity. You know, the Bucs sort of believed in him. He signed a one year deal for four million dollars. The Bucs believed in him sort of when no one else did. And I think that matters to Baker.
1: Let's not forget the Jen report as well, that the Buccaneers kind of consulted Baker and what this hiring process for a new offensive coordinator was going to look like. He said that that was new for him. The B- the Bucks included him in their plans, which again, I know we haven't gotten any official contract announcements, but. I mean all signs point towards Baker Mayfield being the guy for the Bucks in uh in 2024. Yes, yeah. And um so really quick before we wrap up,
0: I know there, there's been some reports uh, because I do believe the the franchise tag window opens tomorrow uh, for teams uh, tomorrow up until March 5th, I believe. Antoine Winfield, if the Buccaneers use it, right, the Buck don't not have to use it, but Antoine Winfield is a likely tag candidate. If and also that doesn't mean that he's going to play on it. If you remember two off seasons ago, the Bucks franchise tagged Chris Godwin, then about a week later got a long term deal done with Chris Godwin. So sometimes the franchise tag could just be used as a placeholder so that player doesn't, you know, doesn't go anywhere, right? So so he doesn't hit the open market. Uh Antoine Winfield, I believe the franchise tag for his safety is around eighteen million. Uh so I you know, I think Antoine Winfield's a likely candidate there if they do decide to use it. Uh Baker Mayfield probably not. Mike Evans, definitely not. I think his tag number like 28 million or something like if you're gonna do that you might as well um do uh you know sign into a long-term deal uh but so uh I do think, though, you know, if they do use the franchise tag, it'll be on Antoine Winfield. So there's not a little bit of information there. Not much on the uh, the Levante David front or anything. Uh, hasn't really even been an indication that he's retiring or anything like that. It's uh, There hasn't really been much much uh, noise there. So I'm sure you know, the closer we get, and uh, we'll find out a little bit more. But also with the Combine, you know, the Combine coming up, this is where you're going to start to hear a little bit of rumblings, right? Just a little bit of stuff because – Everybody tampers, okay? <laughs> the legal tampering period starts no. on March 14th. No, it starts no. this weekend, okay? This is, it, it's, it starts this weekend in Indy. That's when it starts. So, um, you know, agents, teams, they're going to be talking, right? And and that's when you're going to start to hear maybe some rumblings uh, about some fits for teams or uh, guys that could be re-signed by their teams or anything like that. So uh, I do think, you know, this, this week, the beginning of this week, you're still going to be in sort of like the the quiet mode, I think. But, you know, uh, coming out of this coming weekend, I think you could hear a little bit of whispers. And like I said, we'll be, uh, you know, we'll be here talking about it. And uh, if there's any breaking news or whatever, we'll obviously be here too.
1: This is also the time of year people love to crunch the numbers, especially with talk about dead cap. The Buccaneers further kicking the can down the road. Uh, how much they're going to eat this year as opposed to next year and the year before. I think it's important to mention... We talk about some things and some rumblings that you're going to hear. My, my gut also says we're going to hear a lot more talk in the coming weeks about a Tristan Worst contract extension. One of the major talking points we had heard about that before is that uh, I believe the Bucks already picked up his fifth-year option. I'm not sure what the value for that is going to be against the cap next year. But ultimately, if they sign him to a long-term extension this season... They can determine what his 2024 cap hit is going to be. And and I think that is going to be a huge talking point moving forward. Uh, because if you franchise tag a guy like Antoine Winfield, if you make Tristan worse cap hit in 2024 something like five, six, seven million dollars, well, dollars you know, a lot of caspace. Yeah, that's $15, 20 million dollars that you weren't paying him on the fifth year option. So a lot of things to consider here. And uh, let's not forget that very talented front office Jason Light and company doing uh a, a lot yeah, of cat gymnastics I, I think, these last years. I think we
0: games. gotta remind that. We gotta you know, remind that too. Or Jason Light, Mike Greenberg, Jackie Davidson, John SpyTech, you know, uh you gotta remember those guys as well because they're some of the best in the world at what they do, right? And and time and time again, um, they have shown like yeah, you should probably have some faith in them. So I think they're, they're going to do the right thing. And uh, the thing that sucks about the franchise tag, though, is you can't spread that out, right? Yeah. If it's 18 million, that's 18 million off your cap. Like there is no spreading that because there's nowhere to spread it to. Like it, it's a one year deal. Like there's, like, you can't even use a void year on a franchise tag, right? Um, so that's the thing that sucks about the franchise tag, and why I think a lot of teams, you know, you don't love to use it because of that. Like you can't, you can't move that money around. So hopefully, if they do franchise tag Anton Winfield, which I'm starting to think is a little bit more likely, uh, hopefully that's sort of like a Chris Godwin situation where it's a placeholder, and then a few weeks later they get a deal done to be able to bring his 2024 cap hit uh, down to a more manageable number.
1: No calls today. That's all right. We'll get them in the next one. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you guys for hanging out with us live over on YouTube. Subscribe for more Tampa Bay Buccaneers content if you haven't already. Got plenty of great stuff planned to be coming out for you guys over the course of the week and beyond as we keep you posted on all things Red and Pewter over the offseason. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast, best place to go for updates on the show, and of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at bucks underscore daily. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL, and check out his written work at BucksNation.com. Been putting in some work here on the YouTube channel. You got anything in the hopper the uh, people should know about?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, on Bucks Nation right now, I have uh, three offensive players that the Bucks should target for agency, um, three defensive players that the Bucks should target for agency. And I have a little bit of other stuff, too, coming out uh, before the end of the month. But um, next podcast uh, will be, and it's I'm announcing it now because I love doing the stuff. So next podcast, I will have my mock-off season where it is partially realistic stuff, but also, like, what I would do. Um, so it's not a it's not a prediction. Uh, it is part. It, it's partly like I said. I try to keep it realistic. So I'm not going to be trading up to number five to draft Drake May or like I'm. Not, I'm you know, I'm trying to keep it realistic here. So um, at the same time, I always love doing it, just seeing you know what I would do. So next episode, I will have that ready for you guys. And I go in depth. I do re signings, cuts, free agency, draft, whatever it may be. Um, so uh stay tuned for that and like i said yeah keep an eye on uh, the the youtube channel we'll have more content out this week so uh there's there's already stuff planned and um like i said we have we still have one more positional review uh which is the secondary so stay tuned for that then we have a few other things planned and like i said a a pretty cool surprise uh towards the end of the week for you guys so uh yeah i appreciate all the support on it i know it's a different thing that we've done we haven't really done that before in the past so uh, i do appreciate the support uh on it and uh hope you guys are enjoying it and you know, we're not we're not finished with it. Obviously, we're not just doing the positional reviews and then oh we're we're out. You know, so uh, there is going to be you know more short term content, short form content, uh, other than just the podcast. But we will be you know back doing our uh, won't be. I was going to say regularly scheduled program, but it's there's not really going to be a schedule as much in the off season, but it's kind of just. You know, when news, you know, or like small bits of news, we let them sort of pile up a little bit. Like, we'll let four or five things pile up and then do a podcast. But if it's something big, like the Buccaneers re-sign Baker Mayfield tomorrow, you can go on YouTube and we'll be live on here tomorrow. So, um, you know, stay tuned for all that stuff.
1: Last but not least, you can find myself on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S if you follow me. I will follow you back. Looking forward to keep you guys posted on everything that happens right here. YouTube.com forward slash Cannonfire podcast It's where you can catch us live. And then we also wanted to show some love to our audio people on any any podcast platform, Spotify, Apple podcast, Podbean. Uh, I think SoundCloud even. I don't even know if that's nice. a thing. Anymore. Yeah, right. Uh, we appreciate you guys and look forward to bringing you some more news when we have it. I'm your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you in the next one. Until then, and as always, thank you for listening, and go box. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to
0: your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V
1: on YouTube.